0: On the Word podcast. We're going to start another portion of the scripture today. We're going to go into the book of Colossians. Okay. The book of Colossians. It's over in the back part of the New Testament. You can remember where it is by the little acronym, General Electric Power Company. Probably have to be older to appreciate that. but <coughs> G-E-P-C means Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. So there's these little four short books right there sort of together. Colossians is only four chapters long, and the, a large part of the first chapter, Paul spends in uh, a greeting and giving thanks and, and praying for them. And so I'm going to read probably most of that. today, just to sort of get the big, big picture of what's going on, okay? You know, quite often we'll start uh, reading a passage and something uh, arrests our attention. That's great. That's wonderful. But... um We'll look at it, we'll think, well, what does this mean? And it may be just part of a a phrase of a sentence, you know, just a little portion, much less the whole paragraph. And we don't look at the whole thing. Uh, For instance, in this one, the first two verses, uh, Paul's just saying, hey, y'all, then verses 3 through verse 8, I believe, let me check here again, make sure, in the New American Standard, which is what I'm reading right now, yeah, verses 3 through verse 8 are all one sentence. Paul often had these Long sentences like this. And so let's just listen to see what it says. And then uh, over subsequent episodes together, we'll go back and examine these things and, you know, think about it. So here's Colossians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are at Colossae, Grace to you and peace from God, our Father. So we see here that Paul uh, introduces himself at the beginning again. I've mentioned this several times before. Sort of different the way we write letters. We write letters and sign our names at the end of it. He's In the style of this day, at the very beginning, they say, hey, I'm Paul. Paul describes himself as he was. He says, I'm an apostle of Jesus. He says, I've been sent forth. That's what it is. One sent forth, uh, particularly for the purpose of taking the good news of the kingdom of God into areas that had not heard it before. So he says, I'm Paul, I'm the apostle of Jesus Christ. And I'm apostle by the will of God. So it wasn't something that he determined in of his own heart and own volition that he was going to do. But he says, it's through the Lord Jesus Christ that this is who I am. And then he says, Timothy, our brother. So he's acknowledging that Timothy is there with him. Though Paul, when you see his writings, you see that he does the bulk of the writing. Every now and then he'll say we, but generally speaking, it's Paul's writing. So what does he do? He says who he's writing to. He's writing to the saints and the faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae. So he's writing to this group of people, and he speaks something over them. Grace to you and peace from God our Father. see, Paul doing this all the time. We were talking a couple days ago. Um, In another Bible study, in 1 Thessalonians, he does the same exact thing. He speaks grace over them. He speaks peace over them. Now, watch what he does here in these next few verses. We'll see how far we can go. Just notice uh, the things that catch your attention. I know you're just listening to it, but just pay attention to the words that leap out at you. Verse 3, we give thanks to God The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel which has come to you, just as in all the world also, it is constantly bearing and increasing even as it has been doing in you also since the day you heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow bondservant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf. And he also informed us of your love in the Spirit. So there they are. We finally got to the end of that sentence. You saw how long it was. Let me just back up and just point out the things which really sort of leap at us. <coughs> First of all, what Paul always did, he would speak blessings. He would speak peace and grace over whoever he's writing to or speaking to. And then he said what? We give thanks to God. We give thanks to God. Then he says this, we pray always for you. Why are they praying for them? Because they heard of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the love which you have for all the saints. So that gives us some major hints. These are often referred to as like internal evidence. Evidence that you see here within just a writing. He heard of their faith. He wasn't the one who brought the gospel to them. You see that down in verse 7. He says, just as you learned it, the gospel, from Epaphras, our beloved fellow bond service. So it's believed that Epaphras, because of what's said right here, is the one that brought the gospel to them. But he says, we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. We heard of your love to all the saints. And we know of your hope because we know that you have hope laid up in heaven is the way that he describes it. So from the very beginning, he's talking about their what? Their faith, their love, their hope. Boy, is that not something that you see reiterated by the Spirit through Paul all the time? Faith, hope, and love, Right. So he says, this gospel is going out into all the world. Well, is that some uh, 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 prophetic hyperbole right there? Well, no, not really, because the gospel was going out into all the world. Hadn't gone into all the world yet, but it was going. It was constantly bearing fruit. And he's just rejoicing in them of what had happened with them, that they have the love of the Spirit within them. And Epaphras was actually reporting back that to them. The Paul and Timothy was letting them know that. So let me start here with verse 9. I want to read through verse 14, then our time will be up. And this actually uh, completes sort of the introductory thing. Again, we'll come back and look at it some more in detail. But it's going to be important to just get this big picture. So here we go, verse 9. For this reason, well, for what reason? Their love loving the Spirit. Since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with, to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. And that light is capital L here. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This portion right here sounds a great deal like the first chapter of Ephesians. Okay, uh, dealing with a, a lot of the same topics, the same type of thing, the concise writing. I mean, like every word is of import. But you notice what the bigger picture is of everything. The bigger picture here is of the Lord Jesus Christ, the beloved Son, the one who uh, gave himself for us, who called us from darkness into light. And this will become more and more apparent as we go through as to why Paul wrote this letter. The reason he le- he wrote it was this. They were being tempted to fall into some error. Let me just put it this way. They were being tempted to fall into the error of Jesus plus other things. Yes, salvation comes through Jesus. We believe in Jesus. We rejoice in Jesus. But if you have Jesus and you add other things, it's even better. Grievous error. And Paul was addressing it from the beginning right here. From the beginning and so we'll look at this later when we have more time okay again i'm dale thank you so much for your time and i'll see you in the next episode